Welcome to the Relationship Gumbo Podcast, because better relationships need better ingredients. I'm your host, Derek Jones, and we're going to cover all of the topics you really care about through candid conversations about dating, relationships, and communication. So let's get started. And welcome to another episode of the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. My name is Derek Jones, and I am your host. I'm a certified life coach and engineer, a strategist, and a mental health advocate. And tonight, we are at part two. This is the Relationship Talk Quarantine Edition Part 2. We brought our two guests back again, Miss Latanya Tibbs, a.k.a. Miss Unorthodox, and Mr. Jermaine Norman. I'm going to bring them up on the screen. We are live streaming, but this is also part of the podcast. I'm going to bring them up on the screen and let them reintroduce themselves to you if you weren't here last night. So hold on one second. All right, we're back. We're going we gonna to do ladies first again. we back. Can you guys hear me? Yep. 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 All yep. right, cool. So, uh, Miss Unorthodox, you got the floor. Let everybody know who you are and what you do. Hey, guys, it is your girl, Miss Unorthodox, the non-conformist healer. I do everything wellness for women uh, from more of a holistic standpoint. So, yeah, we we deal with a lot of things, all different type of topics. So, and this is a good time for you to have an ugly cry, a release, a detox. If that's what you need, hit me up. Just go to healmyvagina.com. Yeah. All right, Mr. Norman. <laughs> I don't know how to come in. <laughs> how do you follow that website? You know That's my website. I'm sorry. It is what it is. But no, Rain Norman, uh, teacher, educator, educational coaching, organizational leadership coaching, um, and just all around, you know. Good dude. <laughs> right. So. So we're going we're gonna to get right into it. We're going to let um, Tanya take the lead on the topic and we just going to go. Okay, so guys, I was actually in my, my meditation time today based on the show last night. We, we did have a lot of good comments and thank you guys for tuning in and engaging. And there was a lot of different points made. And it was something that I, I saw. I think, Jermaine, you talked about when you were talking about um, having that conversation and you coming in to have a conversation with her and instead of her dealing with what you're talking about, she's pointing at different things or coming up with different things um, that you didn't do. So she, it, it could be sometime last week or whatever the case may be, instead of addressing what's, you know, the big elephant in the room. So you, you mentioned her not really communicating with you about the topic, just basically Throwing some of your crap in your face, basically. And you know what? I was thinking about that. And I I was really pondering on the fact that I think that is actually done because it's a way to escape that present feeling at that time. From the standpoint, and, and let's just get into if you were a child that was never heard. Like you always got told, stay in the child's place. Or when you was trying to get your point across, your mom shut you down or your dad shut you down. Or God was leading you to say something to the adult, but then it came off as rebellion or smart. And so you go and get in a relationship and every time an argument or uncomfortable um, type of situation come up, you basically convert back to that child that never was able to talk. 
And so you're not even in a relationship with the adult. It's like you got to, and, and, and truth be told, you know, we all have this in some area. You got to be honest with, okay, so was I even talking to my mate or was I talking to my mom or was I talking to my dad? And the sad part about it is if you're not in tune or aware, you find yourself turning into the mother. And so now you play mommy instead of wife or he's playing daddy instead of husband or mate. And so I thought about something that stood out to me um, during my meditation time. Rewards create loyalty and trust. And ladies, I hope that y'all got y'all notebook. <laughs> if you ain't doing this, I'm going to hook you up. And guess what? It's going to be free. I ain't even going to send y'all invoice. <laughs> but reward. Get what I'm saying. Emotional, mental, spiritual reward. Something that you give away creates loyalty and trust. So that's really you know, all about saying, okay, so instead of me running or instead of me not trying to fight fair, what could, how could I engage from the standpoint of them feeling like they're receiving something? Because if I'm going to give you something at a time that you're vulnerable, because Lord knows women, we intend to, um, you know, when they share their side with us, we don't do the right things with it. So really being mindful, okay, he had a vulnerable point. I need to be real careful what I say. But when your emotions is up here, you don't fight fair, so you want to attack. So I was just thinking about what you said uh, last night, Jermaine, about the um, making the deposits. How many deposits? Have y'all made any love deposits in your, in your boo thing account today? Have you made any? I'm, I'm just asking. So, so what do y'all think about that? Rewards bring loyalty and trust. I'm gonna let Jermaine start. So I got, I want, I want to just unpack this, right? Um, so first, I'm gonna, I'm hopefully I can get through all three, but I, I don't think when I start, I think you're gonna stop me, right? So, so one, you, you, you talked about the conversation we had yesterday about confrontation. So let's, let's. Yeah. You're talking about confronting. It's an issue. It's a problem in a relationship. You're confronting. Um, and we've all heard this. What's wrong with being wrong? Right? So, so many of us have this defense mechanism built in from childhood where we don't want to be wrong. We get into the blame game and not want to look at ourselves. It comes down to not. So spiritually, it's like I don't want to be exposed. I don't want yeah. to be exposed. I don't want to be seen as inferior. Um, I fear that moment, right? So am I not holding up the end, my end of the relationship? So if I can defend or deflect from that moment, then I never have to deal with myself in an area of shortcoming, right? So that's that's like one part, right? And so then when you go into the, the, the quote that you said, right, rewards create loyalty and trust. So this part is, 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 is tricky because now I'm just going to be, I'm going to tell you about me. 
my reward, my childhood, my reward was anger. That's what I became loyal to, right? So mm. this reward can be both positive and negative. Yes, so again. My childhood, most of the people, the adults I was around, the the reward or slash tool that yeah. was used was anger. Yeah. So what happens is because you see that tool being effective, you go back to it over and over again. And now when it's time for you to graduate to another level, you want to still use that old tool on this new yeah. level, but it's not effective. And you're not exactly why, because in some areas you haven't matured going back to what I said in level one, because I won't look at myself, but I'm trying to go to this next level, but I'm using an inferior tool which goes to the third level, which means back to what you first said, then when I engage you, am I really engaging you or am I really engaging something within me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, sir. That's true. And even like, like just on a, like a real quick scale, like a lot of times when I was in, in certain relationships, it was kind of like, like while you in the midst of the confrontation or the argument, it was kind of like, you know what you said hurt me. And then it's like, oh, you ain't hurt. You playing the victim. How many times y'all heard that? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, so you just diminished the fact that I say that we can still talk about right or wrong. But I just told you how I felt. And that's what I was talking about yesterday. When you consistently do that, guess what I'm not going to do in the future? Uh-oh, Tanya got, got kicked. She'll be back. She probably just got to refresh. And you know, you guys know this whole internet live streaming thing has been a little fickle because everybody's on at the same time now. So these servers aren't used to this. So she'll be back in a second. So we just going to keep going. Like we not, you know, we all, this is a, this is a little, I'm going to call this the, the Avengers, right? Avengers assemble. We get, we got one team in, but that's all. So we going to keep going. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think if you, if you, if you go a little deeper, right, I think, we weren't taught so many things, right? Functional in terms. Welcome back. We weren't taught so many things functional uh, in regards to, as we said yesterday, fighting fair, right? Right. Um, so what happens is going back to what 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 you said earlier. I think as a human being. We shall all want to hear and be heard. Yes. But many of us have not been taught how to hear. We yeah. all focus on to be heard. So it's like this half of the equation is not balanced because we only focus on, I want you to hear me. And then you say, well, hear me. And we both want to be heard, but nobody's listening. And, right. and that's another piece. So if you haven't been taught how to actually listen, right? So, you know, we all grew up in, are you listening to me? Huh? What did I just say? And then yeah. you say, so it's active and passive listening, true engagement. That piece is a crucial part to, you know, this, this component of making sure that your, your spouse or your mate, your boyfriend, whoever you're dealing with is really heard and understood. Yes. Yeah. That's so key. That is so key. And then really, actually really going back and saying, okay, so what I hear you saying 
is this. Is this correct? Because I don't, you know, everybody's perception is different. Right. Yeah. So you got to ask, I know for me, because I'm always on 10, I, I, I got to, okay, so this is what I hear you saying. If this is not what you're saying, can you explain to me what you said? But see, even in even in that, that's some, that is sometimes taken as, see, you just being smart. And I'm like, no, I really want to understand what you are saying. Right. So help me understand what you're saying. So I don't, so that when I do draw the conclusion, it won't be based on a lie. It'll be based on truth. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, I think Jermaine, when, when, when Tanya, when you had your live, I think Jermaine had mentioned something. I want him to um, define it again. Um, I think you called it reflexive listening. Yeah, so so that's what she just talked about. So right. reflexive listening is like a mirror. So what happens is, is that, so let's just do it real quick. So Tanya, you 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 come at me with something, and 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 then then I gotta I gotta reflexive listen what you just said. So okay. give me something. Um. Okay. So I thought you got off at seven. Why are you getting here at nine? So if I'm hearing you correctly, you're upset because I got home two hours late and I didn't contact you for two hours. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Where were you? Okay. So when I left work, you know, my car wouldn't start, right? So I had to go find somebody in the building to go get me a jump. By the time I found somebody, it was 45 minutes later. So I finally got the jump. I got to jump. I'm on my way. Now I'm stuck in traffic. So I got stuck in traffic. And so by the time I got home, I thought about going to the store because you told me to go to the store. But because it was running late, I was going to the store. Then I turned around and I came back to the house. And so not one time in all that time, you couldn't text me and let me know that you were running late. So you you you're you're saying you're so real. In the midst of all of that. You couldn't stop and say, hey, babe, I'm running late. The car is this, but I'm good. So just so I won't I be home. I, mean, I wasn't thinking about it. I was just trying to hurry up and get back home to you. So it wasn't. So you trying to tell me you weren't thinking about me? I was. <laughs> I was thinking uh, about Okay. Oh, we can unpack the hell well, out of that. Your, your, your right. evidence is, you know, your evidence is not looking like you were thinking about me. Okay. So based on what you're saying, Here's here's what I could do different. If this occurs again, what I could do is I could call or text you and give you an update about what's happening in real time, which you write. It it only takes 30 seconds to a minute to say, hey, babe, my car not starting. I'm, I'm trying to get a jump. I'm going to run late. Or, hey, do you still want me to go to the store even though I'm running late? I could have done that. I didn't. I apologize. I'm sorry. That I didn't let you know, and you was worried for two hours. I apologize. Okay. And I accept your apology. Are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> but look, so here, so here. So, <laughs> so look, so look, so this is this is what this is what a lot of us get twisted sometimes. It's the difference in how we think, right? So he's thinking, let me hurry up and go get home. And then, you know, whatever happened, happened. The woman is thinking, so you wasn't thinking about me. In his so, mind, he's not thinking I'm disrespecting her. 
He just trying to get home. And so now you got this going on and, and it's the, the it's a disconnect. Even even in his I'm trying to get home because I know it's supposed to be his, he still was trying to go to the store. Right. See, he still was trying to make that deposit. Yep. But because he said, you know what, you're right. I could have called. Okay, you know what? Exactly. I hear you. I could have called. So then guess what? I don't have no more fight. Exactly. Because he recognized that my my feelings were talking. And he needed to address at that time my feelings. Now I'm good. Like you hungry? What you want to eat? So so the key Ooh, part, I wish it ended like that in real life. <laughs> it can. It can, Derek. It can. I'm sorry. I'm a firm believer that it can. Well, here's the thing. The hardest part about reflective listening is you don't have a point. So the thing about reflective listening is it's about whoever. So it's almost like this. Whoever starts the conversation has command of the conversation. So because Tanya initiated the conversation, all other issues that I got with Tanya have to be put to the side. Yeah, I can't right. bring those up. I can only deal Ooh, that's grown. with the issue that's grown. that she is dealing with me on right now. And I need to ask questions, make comments to ensure that she feels that I understand what she's saying to me. Yeah. So yeah. I got angry and said, girl, I had a hard day at work. What you talking about? I was dealing with this. this, this. No, well, it's been like, didn't I say the car was messed up? Did you hear that? So yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah right. So the, the part about reflexive listening is, is you have to let go of your agenda for the person that you're talking to. Right. Yes. And that sometimes is hard because they might not know all the other stuff that you were going through. Yeah. And I think, and I'll say this, I remember when I went to anger management and, and, and the guy, and he challenged me, he said, um, do you really think that your wife waking up to piss you off? Like I'm scheming today to piss your man off. And I was like, well, no, he said, but your response is as if she is. He, wow. was, like, he was like, you're not that important. Then you know, like, wow. <laughs> me not me <laughs> but what it what it showed was is that when people do stuff sometimes they're actually not thinking about you they're thinking about themselves in that moment and it's not malicious yeah when they do stuff you feel the hurt yeah but they probably didn't mean to hurt you yeah that's why you gotta have a conversation and get the clerk yes so real quick guys we have a comment from periscope um, from a user named Get You Some Money. And it can go to either one of you two because it was about what you just did. It says, so whether you believe it or not, you should say you're right, question mark. Read that again. Whether you believe it or not, basically their, their assumption of what you're saying is if you believe what they're saying or not, you should just say you're right anyway. Just, you know, basically believe what they say. Just say you're right. Like, hey, babe, I had all this stuff going on and you... You're because you're in a relationship, you're supposed to just be like, all right, you got it. You're right. Well, that you know what? Here, here's what I would say. And now this is the mature side of me talking, because back in the day, I wouldn't have done this. And I can be real about that. Here's what I would say. Is the other side of that not saying you're right? Worth the argument? Is it worth it? Now, if you someone that get off on being, you know, arguing and confrontation, go right ahead with it. I need my peace. 
So I want to stay in that. So yeah, you know what, babe? You were right. My bad. I was wrong. I apologize. This what I'm gonna do next time. If this happened, this what I'm gonna do next time. You gotta, you know, I know everybody has heard you gotta pick your battles. I'm gonna tell you right now. In in the discernment of whatever the situation is, you have to be honest with yourself about where you are on that level. And then it still, you know, it goes back to your childhood. Because some of us still trying to talk to our mother through our mate. Some of you trying, I'm not going to lie, some of you, some of the stuff that you, and most of you need to go back and have a talk with your parents anyway, because there's an unhealthy boundary there. But at the end of the day, what you want, harmony? Do you want harmony or you want chaos? That's what I, I, I'm looking at. Okay, so if I take this, if I elevate this, where am I going? Am I going to end up hurt? Like, like, what am I going to do? So he already acknowledged what he did was wrong. He acknowledged that I was upset the fact that he did what he did. And he's, and this is what he said. The next time I'm going to do better. See, that's what I heard. So that's why I was like, what you want to eat? So, <laughs> so, so I would address, I'm going to address two things, right? So one, the person who said, just say you right. So yes and no. And here's why I would say yes and no. Yes, if you really understand that you're wrong and you're saying yes, right? I think no because I think what happens is, and y'all said this yesterday, a lot of times we assume that our mates, whoever we're dealing with, coworkers, any, any relationship, we assume that they think and going to respond exactly like we do. Exactly. Right? So what happens is in the confrontation is this opportunity to learn a different perspective from the person you're in relationship with. So yeah. us going back and forth doesn't always have to be contentious. But, right, when she said you couldn't contact me, right, and this, again, was a scenario, but I've been in those moments where I've been so singularly focused on the task, I didn't communicate. I didn't understand the worry that she may have had because exactly. she knows I'm normally home at a certain time and yeah. I didn't arrive and now she may be calling me and I'm not answering the phone. So now you help you teach me something that maybe I wasn't aware of through that conversation. Yeah. Right? Now somebody, yeah. I got a I, I I got people on the, on my other device chiming in. Danielle said. What about repeat offenders? And like that's a whole nother. Yeah, I was gonna talk about that. Okay, go ahead. You go ahead, take the lead on that. I so, was so, that you know I was listening. So so that so the other the other perspective for this, <laughs> the other perspective for this, and where a lot um of relationships fall is and and we talked I talked about this yesterday too about the stacking of the negative emotions over time. If you do not have an active like uh, open communication with your partner, the exchange mm -hmm. that they had would never happen because Jermaine could have been like, why are you asking me about that? What you accusing me of? Because it feels like something yep. else y'all went through that was unresolved. And so yeah. now it feels like an attack, even though she might've just been worried. And now when you get defensive with her, now she got to fight you back. And now <laughs> then Nobody you because you didn't spend the time to alleviate some of that other pressure. Nobody's perfect. It's probably always going to be something there, but at least the respect level is there because yeah. we already handled this stuff. So when he doesn't come home, you're not assuming 
well, maybe he might be doing something he's not supposed to do because y'all already had these conversations and you got to a place of peace and calm and exactly. this might have been out the way, but he's not necessarily a repeat offender. Now, like if you got a dude that cheated on you 300 times and then he late, you might be like, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, last time he went to 7-Eleven, he met up with two chicks and he went to 7-Eleven tonight. Like, that's some damage that you got to try to heal from. Well, that's when you should go on a hiatus and not date. Oh, absolutely. 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 It's time for you to, to you know, you gotta, you're got you going to have to spend some time by yourself. If you're looking at him as a fender, something, yeah. 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 <laughs> let, me ask y'all, let me ask y'all because I think this is this is another Elephant in the room, so to speak. Okay. How do we how do we deal with as as Danielle said, repeat offenders? How do you deal with a situation where you have you feel like you have clearly communicated something that's going on in a relationship, and the other person say, "Yeah, you're right. I should switch up," but they're not switching up. You want? Oh. Go ahead, get it in. Look, I got hot. <laughs> no, all jokes aside. Here's my answer to that. If something is repeating itself and you give the same response, he don't he or she, they don't have to change. You know why? Because there's no consequence. Does the, the same thing he gonna he or she gonna say? Well, she went off the last time. I just deal with her going off. So when do you set boundaries to say, you know what? I'm not gonna deal with that. If this go down again, I'm out. I'm out. And follow through. Now don't say I'm out. Take one bag of your mother house, and as soon as he call, you going back. No. And be honest with yourself about some things you just can't allow to continue to happen. Like, come on. Okay, prime example. Let me let me just give a scenario. Especially if he's tipping out. Let, let's say, for instance, he's cheating or he has cheated and there was a possible STD scare. Okay? And you forgave him because you want to work this thing out. Okay. And then he happened to fall into something again, because you know y'all y'all tend to fall into something. <laughs> he he intends to y'all, fall okay. into something again. If you keep accepting it, he like he don't have no grounds to change. He showed you, or she have showed you who they are. Now, if you want to accept that, then you go right ahead. I mean, come on. They're used to your routine. They're used to you responding like that. So it's like, yeah, she gets crying wolf. She'll get over it. Let me go buy something to eat. So be real with yourself about what it is. If now, now if you don't think you deserve better, then stay with him or her. But you give them the option to, but here's another thing. People going to treat you like you treat yourself. I'm going to go ahead and sip on that one. <laughs> As I did a show a long time ago called Addiction Addicted to Dysfunction. Right. Where the dysfunction becomes the new normal. And you okay. so numb to it that you allow the behavior to happen and you convince yourself that you're okay with it. And and once again, I always bring up the kids. Mm. They they looking at your behavior 
and they're patterning themselves after how you're reacting in this situation because it's not like they don't feel it. They feel when you pissed off. They feel when you mad. They oh, feel they when you just came <laughs> off of an argument and they know. And it's like, you know, and, and sometimes it takes such years and decades to really get it, get it. But when you sit in that every day, and I always slow down and emphasize this for the rest of your life. Like, we're not here forever. Hells you to gotta the live in that dysfunction that you made comfortable mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. If you married or whatever, you in a long-term relationship, that's a lot to, for you to bear every day. Let me, and I let always, me. And I always finish it up with, and, and, and when, you are, when you do become that person and it's not you, who are you? Mm. Woo. Who are you? Yeah. Let me let me let me let me ask you this because so same scenario, and I'm a dial, I want to dial the the your scenario down slightly. Here's what I mean. So what Derek just said is you're you're functional, dysfunctional, right? So you functioning and dysfunctioning. Right. So mm-hmm. I think everybody who listening may have or have. So example, to me, relationships ain't it's not just romantic. It could be work relationships. It could be, um, you know, your friends. It could be, you know, all the different type of relationships, yeah, even with your children, your parents, what have you. Right. So the question is. Let's say it's an issue that's not necessarily a deal breaker for the relationship, but it's something that's still important to you, right? So, so Tanya, you said something that was key. You said boundaries. So if if we was to give everybody at least a tool, what's a a healthy boundary where you're saying, like, this thing is really bothering me, but it ain't so bad that I'm willing to leave, but I really want this to be resolved. What's a healthy boundary for someone that is asking for something from their per- other person in their relationship and they maybe maybe they're not mature enough to really do the work to switch up. Um, maybe they just like, I ain't switching up. Like, so what's, what, what would be an example of a healthy boundary in that type of scenario? Well, actually, you, you have to be real with yourself what you're going to accept. And if you're going to choose to accept him not switching up or her not switching up, you've lost the right to complain about the thing that they're doing. Period. You've lost the right. Because then, as I said, it falls on deaf ears. Oh, yeah, I heard her say that the last 12 times I did that. Or So you got to ask yourself, how much does it really mean to you? How much, you know, and then you got to understand, okay, so is this, if this thing that he or she is doing, is it stunting my growth? Because if it's stunting my growth, then you, you got to look at other options. You got to look at other options and be honest with yourself about that. But my thing is this, it's almost like somebody's seeking you out, for, one of your boys or your girl is seeking you out for advice about somebody. You give them the advice because they trust in you. And then this person go and do the same thing again. And they coming back to you for the third or fourth time. You know what my response to them is? 
you don't have the right to bring that to me anymore because guess what? You didn't apply the first advice I gave you. So we we gonna talk about something else. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so real quick, real Wait quick. We're gonna cause I said I was gonna talk about the comments this time around. Okay, yeah. I know I normally don't, but we're gonna do this because we love our audience and our engagers here. So Tanya Brunson, go Wildcats. Wildcats. Too old for game. Say what you want out of a partnership. If it's accepted by the other, then great. If not, don't try to change that person. Move on. So, yes, that sounds great. But once you win a year, three, five, eight years, it might not be as easy just to walk away at that point. Because a lot of people, if they honest, they not being up front, up front. But you know what I noticed? Yeah, I'm just being. I'm gonna go ahead and use this. I'm gonna use this scenario because it has happened with me and two of my my clients who were actually they were married, and both of them dealing with the same thing, cheating. And the last draw for both of them was that he brought a nice little report home, diagnosed from the hospital, mm. and both of them were affected. So, do you know what both of them did? They packed. So when I hear, like, like when I hear you say you've been in it for this year, this many years, whatever the case may be, do you have boundaries for yourself? Do you care a lot about yourself to say, you know what? Because Derek, you said something that was so key. This your life. Yeah. And he don't, he or she don't respect you enough that they're gonna put you in the same situation again. Now we ain't gonna talk about the first time because the first time was messed up. Let's just be honest. But at the end of the day, do you love yourself enough to say, you know what? Because we all on borrowed time, and I don't have any time to waste on nothing that's not going up forward. I, I, I'm just not going to do it. Now that's the standard. Or boundaries I set for myself. Why? Because I know what I and see. That's the other thing. When you understand what you bring, when you understand how you enhance somebody's life when they come into your life, then you don't have no room to just let somebody right. treat you like a doormat and yeah. wipe their feet on you. Yeah, you gotta know what you're worth. Yep, I always and say I love you more. You, you know, love I think sometimes we get so caught up in we think we got tomorrow, next week, next month. No, you got right now. It's only 8.36. We don't even have to 10 o'clock because we don't know. And I think a lot of times we don't understand living in the now, right now. And so, you know, and then sometimes that's looked at as, you know, your standards are too high. Okay, well, you know, most people, you can even come up here where I'm at or you're, you're not an option. So look, real quick, that's a good segue. Because Tanya Brunson made a comment, right, that a lot of people are, are uh, you know, deal with. She said there are very little options for women, and that's why most of us settle. That's not true. I think there's very little options in your mindset. So, so from what she just said, I, I'm I'm going to assume, and she can correct me if I'm wrong. I think she addressed that from the standpoint if you want to date a man of color. Could she be saying that? Because even in that, I don't think that's true. I don't. But that's just me. But I think when your mindset is this little, then yeah, th there is a, you know, 
there is a few out there. That's just my own personal beliefs. But if you date outside your culture and date realms of men, oh, it's plenty for honey. The sea is wide. That's all I'm saying. What you say? The sea is white? What you say? Uh -huh. I didn't hear what you said. I'm, I'm, I'm joking, ladies and gentlemen. I said the sea is wide. I I would say I, I have a lot of friends that are female and single. And we, we had these conversations a lot. Um I would say yes and no. And the and 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 the yes is if you if you a man or a woman, if you're a man or a woman of a certain caliber or level, um and, and you're going to places and engaging with people that are below your level, it's going to be sparse opportunities for you to meet people on your level. So if you are engaging with people on that level, then I think there's more opportunity there. But at the same time, it's going to be more expectation. See, two quality people are going to have quality expectations. Mm -hmm. so, I think I got to change my environments and get around more quality people to give me more opportunities to meet the type of people that I may be interested in. But if I'm going to the local bar and there's some knuckleheads in there, then all I'm going to keep saying is knuckleheads. Yeah, you know? unfortunately, because, you know, we hear this a lot about, and, 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 and granted, the numbers are skewed depending on where you are. Um, just statistically, there's more women than men, right? But at the end of the day, sometimes you gotta leave your 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 uh, your street in your county in your state, and and, and get uh, unfortunately because it's like this. <laughs> we would love to meet our soulmate in our state, right? But you've been fishing in that pond for twenty years. He might not be in that state. It's boring. That's so boring. <laughs> it might I'm be maybe somewhere else. And, and it's unfortunate, but yeah. you know, people want to be accessible and all that. But, you know, if you sit at home well, in a closet crying you know about... I'm going to piggyback on what both of y'all said. Uh-huh. What, what Jermaine said. You basically said change your rock. Here's what I'm going to say even to that. Why don't you go to some land that you're unfamiliar with that's going to cause you to grow? How about that? How about you coming up to something that you're not familiar with? True. Which means, which means there's a lot, there's growth that has to, you know, take take place. Because of course, in that arena, they're gonna they're gonna be speaking language that you have no clue about, like sitting around nine billionaires. You like oh. So that's what they talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. But then it opens your mind up to another whole ram that you never even knew that was available to you. And so what, I think it's, go ahead. What I'm hearing in that is like on my job, sometimes your boss or someone on another level may say, hey, come to this thing with me. And you like, I don't want to go to that. Oh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. So, yes. Guilty. Exactly. Those exactly. are those moments when you get exposed to people on other levels and then your world open up, right? And I think that's part of it too. Like, we are comfortable and we have a pattern and routine 
And when you are not getting the results that you want, then you have to examine everything about your routine if you really saying you want something different. So example, I read this great book called um, Ideal Team Player. And it's actually a leadership book and it's talking about hiring. But I think a lot of people, when we talking about getting married, long-term relationships, I don't think they understand that that's like a hiring process. Are you even, do you even know what you want for your team? So for Tanya, you know what I'm saying? For Team Brunson, like what do you really need? And then, so example, people lie in the interview. So how can I craft questions that quickly show me who you are? Slow clap. Right, quickly. So I ain't wasting my time, right? So certain things make people fall off when we engage each other, right? Like Eartha Kitt, I seen a quote from Eartha Kitt and she said, a lot of men wanted to get with me, but they just wanted to lay me down, but none of them wanted to raise me up. And I think that's a profound statement. You get what I'm saying? So it's like when you when you bring somebody onto your team, like what do you need and what do you want? Like what are these things? And then are you communicating that while you having a drink? This is what I'm looking for, and this is what I need. And if this, like Tanya said earlier, I'm gonna be straight up with you. Yeah. People gonna fall off. Oh yeah, I ain't messing with it. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, guys, Tanya Brunson says. I'm just trying to get back into dating after years of just focusing on my kids. I am lost. Men are way different than they were 15 years ago. I'm going to let Tanya handle that. (laughs) Tanya probably got a course for you. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. Because guess what? I'm just going to be brutally honest with her. Your needs are different. You can't use the same tools back. Your needs are different. And then Jermaine said a key thing. Know what you want. Know what you want. I get that the game is different, but guess what? We still attract to us what we are. You got to look at your mate as a team player. Would you really have him on your team? Would you have him on your team? If certain things go down, would he be able, would he hold your back? Would he be able to take the baton and go forth? See, we a lot of us. First of all, we don't even accept that we deserve a certain thing on a certain level. And so when we say this to people who are down here, oh, well, you know, you you just sound like you, you know, you act like you're better than us. No, it's I require a certain thing. And I use this analogy with my clients all the time. Matter of fact, I think I used it with Derek, too. (laughs) And Derek's probably going to laugh when I say this. But here's my thing. You got all these different shoe stores. Everybody loves shoes, men and women. You know what type of shoes you like. You got Payless. Ain't nothing wrong with Payless. That's where you at. But then you got Jimmy Choo. Or you got Louis Vuitton Red Bottoms. You got to find out where do I want to shop for my shoes. I like Jimmy Choo and Red Bottoms. I'm not down to the person who like Payless. But don't expect me to come from that level down to there. I'm going to go to that area and I'm going to stay up there and I'm going to pretty much fellowship with those who are on that same level. Point blank. Find out, find out and be clear about what you want. We as women, one minute we want to be in a relationship, one minute we just want this and one minute. 
Be honest with yourself about what, what you want. Because I'm going to tell you right now, whether you're honest or not, you're going to attract to you what you are. So your wife can be saying, oh, yeah, I want to be committed. But your heart is saying, it's been it, my heart been broke. I ain't let nobody in. So when he come and he playing game with you and he ain't got no intentions on committing to you, you you attracted him to you. So, yeah. No, I, I can. I can. Um, of course, I'm not a female, but um, I was married for. What? Twelve. I forgot how long it was. But I was married over 12, 13 years. And when I got divorced and got back out there, I was it was it was like I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? Like, what what is this? Um, and if I be honest, the biggest difference for me as a male Mm-hmm. Was the females were way more aggressive and 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 forthright with what they wanted than back in the day. So yeah. uh it kind of threw me back because I wasn't really used to women like coming up to you saying stuff, and I'm like, is this you know, is this what you like? Is this what's going on now? And so I, I would say on the other side. I think some men, because women have become more aggressive, it's made men more lazy and feel like they don't have to. Oh, okay. It made us more lazy. And so we don't have to have as much gain to pursue women. So there's still women who say, like, I want you to pursue me. But it's so many women who are aggressive that some men like, I ain't even got to chase that one over there because it's these three hungry ones over here. I can just go in and eat over here. and, and, And that is a messed up scenario for women of character because you know it is less men in that scenario and so somebody posted on mine I, I'm, I'm i'm just going to jump yeah, go in. they was like what about online dating what do y'all they about that oh god i have no experience so that's that's, why a, that's like a part 3 show in itself yeah, it is. <laughs> well i am a um I'm gonna sit. I'm sitting back and I'm I'm watching. <laughs> okay, so let me piggyback what you just said. Um, you're absolutely right when you said that. Um, you know the men say, "Well, I ain't really gotta, you know, do all this for this one because there's three over here that I, you know I can eat from that." Yeah, and most likely when they eat from that, that's food poison. That's cool. That ain't gonna last long. So if that's the table. Mm-hmm from right. that is poison food now when he ready for some a real meal that's fine and wine and dine then you know he'll grow up but anyway so here's what i would say about online dating whether people realize this or not because people are crafty with words pictures mm-hmm. speak pictures speak you can well you can look at, at somebody's picture and tell a lot about them. And you know what else, Tanya? Real quick, I don't want to like um, steal your little point there, but no, you must go ahead. People are crafty with words, but them words ain't really that crafty. Well, <laughs> not 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 by and large. Because okay. I'm, I'm a proponent of people's words betraying them. There's some good ones out there, but most okay. of them ain't that. They're not that smart. Let me say this. Let me rephrase it. Men are crafty with words, but there's a lot of naive women. 
Yes, so, <laughs> I agree. When I said that, <laughs> I, I agree. Was it from that standpoint, it's a. Let me tell y'all something. Like I'm never gonna be out of business. I'm just gonna. I'm never gonna be out of business. Never. Women don't know game. I'll give right. you. Prime, I'll give you a prime example. How did he approach you? Because based on how he approached you, is how he going how how it's gonna end. But a lot of women are so, um, they're so uh, needy when it comes to attention. Yep. That I give it 30, and I done seen it play out because I work with single women on a regular. Within 30 days, he done got her card, her car key, he done moved in, and she ain't required nothing. Excuse yeah. me? A excuse me? But then, but then, because he's good in bed, now you want him to leave. <laughs> really? So when I say men are crafty with words, and, and you got some slickers as women too. We, we mm -hmm. can do our thing. We needed to. I mean, that's just too much work to be going for anybody. But a lot of women don't know game. And, and ladies, just because a brother say you look nice today, your hair look good, don't mean he wants you. He just gave you a compliment. Some of us ain't had a compliment from daddy that one man gave us a compliment and we got him at the podium. We already married him. Let's, and that's why it's easy for him to hit it. All right, let's 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 all right. Since you called it out, let's call it out. All right. This this where this where most this where most females get jammed up with the game. Uh-huh. Most dudes just try and hit. But they know that most females want a long-term relationship. Uh -huh. So what happens is, is that the game becomes the wordplay on that I'm trying to be in a relationship, but I haven't found the right person. And oh, yeah. now the initial conversations, it's, um, oh, my God, you so different. And so, you know, one of the things I promise you to always say, time reveals all things, right? <laughs> so at 30, that's what happens. Like, I think going back to the fairy tale aspect of Hollywood and relationships, we, we see these movies and we and we think that that's what we're supposed to have. And we want what we see on TV movies to happen for us. And so when you start to see those things, a lot of people fall hard. And when you fall hard, and then let's just be real. As a man, I fail hard. I think females fall hard. I think everybody at some point has fell hard because the narrative or the story in our head about relationships looked like it was playing out before our very eyes. And then you jumped in feet first, but you didn't pay attention to all the red flags, right? That's the game is when people, to me, perpetrate that they're trying to do something that they're really not. Yeah, and they and and just a just the extra piggyback on that. That and I talk about this all the time. It's the, like like I'm gonna piggyback on both of y'all stuff. So what Tanya was saying about being naive, you can success like people when they meet the first few knuckleheads on online dating, they're like, I'm never gonna do it again. And my pushback on that is if you on the internet and you a nice person, there's probably some other nice people out there too. And so when you look at the profiles, 
you can pick and choose who you want, but it's based on the lens that you're looking at it through, right? If you're looking at it from a lens of desperation, those profiles might look nicer than they really are. Because there's a lot of people that I've talked to and coached that they would be like, oh my God, this guy is so great. Look at his profile. And I would look at the profile and I was like, player, <laughs> player, look at his work. Read the sentence. The sentence says, this is, and this is piggybacking on Jermaine. The, this is the trigger. Whenever, you, if you know that you're looking for a long-term relationship, right? That's your goal, right? You're not going to lead out the game and be like, let's get married. But if you know that that's what you want when you're out here dating, as soon as a guy says, I'm not really looking for nothing right now, but one day it might happen. We'll see what happens. And you say, okay, cool. At least I got somebody. No, you, you don't have him. What he did was he gave himself an exit strategy on day one. So when you end up asking that, what are we question? He's going to be like, remember that first day? I said, I wasn't looking for nothing. So what, what, what do you, you accepted that. You accepted the terms because now you're going to, your relationship mind itself is hoping that that time spent is going to lead to something. He told you the first day. Oh God. Go ahead, Tanya, get it in. First of all, when, when you just explained that about, uh, him saying, you know, I had, especially Jermaine, I haven't found the right one and this, 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 this. Your intuition told you right there what it was. And I'm going to tell you why I know this. Because when I first sit with my clients, we go back to the very first time that you got the nudge. And it's actually the first, within the first week that y'all met. But because you just said it, um, Derek, Based on the lenses they're looking out, needy, desperate, want some sex, like come, like like be. If that's what it is, say that's what it is. But some of y'all lie to yourself, especially women, because society say, well, if a woman just say that she just want to be intimate or screw someone, she's a freak. Oh well, you gonna get that title whether you do it thirty days, ninety days, or a year. You still gonna get it. So be real with yourself that you just trying to get your man and going about your business. Yeah. Like leave your 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 emotions in the glove department. Get your fix. Be honest with yourself, cause you're taking yourself through this. You know, some some of women y'all like a gerbil in a ball, just running. And all the little men gerbils say, "Well, I'll get it this week. You have it next week. I'm I, I got it this week." <laughs> and then and at the end of the day, you knew. What he was saying. But see, then we we as women, we like to say, well, you know, our thing is the best. Oh, I can change him. Oh, no, I got that good, good soul. No, boo-boo. You are someone who he's going to conquer, and he'll be like next. He's going to stuff you in that little folder, and he's going to be on his way. Be honest with you. That's why I just said, be honest with yourself about what it is that you want. So... So what people saying is they saying women don't listen, right? A couple of people say women don't listen. I think that they don't listen because of the of the story of what they want from the relationship based on what you just said. Yeah. But but what I want to tap into is so my my fraternity brother, like name is Curtis. He, he what's up, Curtis? He, he was he was uh saying he wanted to get on hand and, and pontificate as well. Um his mantra is all you owe him is the truth. And oh. so the thing is, 
I think some people are afraid. Now, this is going to come down. This, I'm going to say this, and I'm just going to let you go with it. Okay. I think some people are afraid to let their inner freak out. So what I mean by that is some, now in my experience, some of the most insecure people on the planet are dudes. It ain't women. We make women think that they're the most insecure. They really not. It's really us. So most dudes, when they, again, when they run in the game, I want you to be faithful to me while I'm running the streets, but I don't want you to do what I'm doing. Right. But when I finish doing all my stuff, I want you to be in the house. So I don't think dudes can handle women doing the same thing because a lot of times y'all do it better right you do so you expected it so yeah so, <laughs> so I, like i think a dude would be i don't know if every dude can handle saying hey i want to see you and other people too the female might be like all right exactly yeah but who you see what's his name how many? I, I need to see your phone. <laughs> I want. So, so real quick, um, I'm gonna address a question that Tanya Brunson had. Um, she said, "What? So why don't guys just say let's smash? Some women, that's all they want too. If she says, if she says she wants more, then leave her ass alone. So I'm gonna tell you why this happens, right? And Jermaine made this point earlier about women wanting relationships and dudes just wanting to smash. Well. If I'm a guy and I just want to smash, but I know you're relationship minded, right? The potential for you to be relationship minded as a woman is high. So my bets are out of 10 women, maybe seven, eight of them might want a relationship. I'm not leading with the let's smash. That's not how I'm going to smash. I'm going to smash by pretending that I want what you want so I can come in from the side. I'm not going to lead with the smash because if I really like the way you look and how you're carrying yourself, you might roll if I lead with the smash. But if I lead with the relationship, we might get to the let smash, but at least I cover both bases. That's the mentality. It's a num it's a it's a numbers game. Like we're only going to do what's worked for us before, right? So, like I always use the analogy, if I if a the woman that I'm with likes her her hand rubbed, the next woman I'm going to try to rub her hand cuz I think that worked for me. So, if leading with the relationship then make me smash 20 times in a row. Guess what I'm going to do when I meet you? The odds are in my favor. There are women out there that just want to smash, but what are the odds of you meeting her just on a regular day? You're going to meet the woman that may want a relationship more than you're going to meet the woman that want to smash. That's how we think. Okay. So and most people, so, so I'm going to just, <laughs> I'm going to, no, no. And I, and this is something we said that we were going to talk about. Okay. My whole life, my whole relational background from growing up, I see it's a lot. Like I just saw Aisha say something about, you know, what y'all just said, right? And so my whole relational construct was based online growing up, my in my teens and my in my early 20s. And so switching to telling the truth was a different, uh, it was just different because. So much of the game was about not being completely honest about who you were, where you was at, and what you wanted, right? But when you get to that place, there's a lot less stress because you ain't got to remember 19,000 lies. Okay. I'm going to piggyback off both of y'all. 
but both of y'all can agree with me and say majority of the lies got you exactly what you wanted, right? Facts. Would Absolute you agree, facts. Jermaine? Say it again. Would you agree? Majority of the lies you told got you exactly what you wanted. Well, that goes back to your quote about the rewards. Yeah. And loyalty. Okay. So, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. Women, I don't know why we, and, and, and it's so funny because every time I hear this, I think about Deron doing the boyfriend girlfriend thing. That, that's another whole, that's another whole topic. But we give him everything, everything. Mm-hmm. And we call it getting to know each other. Why he got to know everything? You don't say nothing. And so what he do, I call them game chips. He takes those game chips and he storm and he pulls them out when he really want to get something. So he become the thing that you say you want for the time being. Now, women, the reason why they do all of that dreamy stuff in the beginning, because if he told you when he first got your number that first day that all he wanted to do was smash, then that conversation or whatever that would be wouldn't go nowhere. So stop lying and saying that we want men to tell us right off the front that we that they want to smash us. You know it. We lie to ourselves so much. You first of all, we as women, we know we look at a guy, we know we want to sleep with him. So if we would just be honest with ourselves, we know before he even approaches. Mm, Cause it's cause it goes a little something like this. Wow, I bet he is really good in bed. But see, a lot of us, we, we just lie to ourselves and act like, no, you know, I'm, you know, I'm saying I'm just trying to do this thing right. Whatever. Stop. You already know what the game is. And then you get little nudges. It's certain things that he say that 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 that, that comes back up into your in your mind or you sleep on and you dream about it. And then you wake up and you still go totally against the truth, which is which is that intuition that already told you how it was going to play out. So then when it play out, now you want to go get some Ben and Jerry's ice cream with your girlfriend, because what you knew to be true the 30 days before you decide to go against it, go with your first gut. It's never going to steer you wrong. Go with it. And real quick. So, so the other side of this, (laughs) of what I'm talking about and 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 what uh, Michelle Ford says is the bait and switch. So you remember when I talked about when when the guy says, I don't really want anything, but I just, you know, I will see what happens. It's like that false hope. But what happens is that I don't really want anything guy gives you girlfriend feels. He want girlfriend time. He going to treat you like a girlfriend because he know ultimately underneath all of that, that's really what you want. So now you got the reward. That reward bought loyalty. So now you're not. Dating no other dude, you sleeping with him and you not sleeping with nobody else. But remember, he said he didn't want anything. So he get to do what he want. He just tricked you into loyalty by making you feel like a girlfriend. And I did a show called Wifey Duties Girlfriend Title. You're giving him the, he coming over, he coming from the club 2 a.m. You like, you want a steak and cheese and soda? Okay, cool. And he's like, cool, I got her. And now it's six months later, a year later. And you're like, so what are we doing? Like, I don't. You already knew what it was. 
<laughs> you gave that whole the cow in the milk thing. I don't even know that whole thing. You just <laughs> you get you gave the world because you needed that relationship. So he didn't even give you a title or relationship. He just gave you the girlfriend feel just a little bit, just enough for you to be like, you know, when I'm not going to mess with nobody else, I'm going to just stay here. Got you. So I just want I just want to say, man, I got I got I got a lot of my blue and white family on here. Yeah, they, they chiming it hard. Dumasami chiming in. Shannon, Ryan, they chiming in hard. They like, like, let, let me get on this thing. I'm gonna give y'all some. Tell y'all this stuff. So we might have to get them on here and let them. So look, so we, so look, Jermaine, you could, we can do, we can do a couple of them if you want. The only thing you got to do on your end is send them that link, that same link I sent you. Send okay. it to them, and then they can come right in. All right. We got room for let's see. We got room for three. So how how I do it? The Send link it I sent you, I am it to them. Like if they're your friends, I am it to them or, or put it in uh something that they where they can click on it. All right, let me see if I can if I can get hold on, I gotta get out of here. Uh oh. If I do that, I'm a I'm doing a watch party. Okay, oh. do it. Are they watching it on my page? If yeah, I, you can't I, do it. You're gonna blank on, out if you do. Yeah, you going? Yeah, uh, I don't know. They well, let me. Um, dang, I don't know. Well, maybe it's we can do another one. I, I can. I don't know. Yeah. But the the thing that can you just say what they were saying? Can you yeah, share? Yeah, say that comments. So so like I, I I think one of the posts, uh, Dumasami was just talking about. Um, when I was looking at, it, he was talking about women needing to know their worth, right? <sighs> One of the things I saw, he 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 said something about that. Um uh Shannon was just talking about, let me scroll up. Um, she said something about uh him doing all that kind of what you was talking about, Derek, with no titles. Um, you know, and I just think like I think there's a I'll say it this way: what I'm seeing from them is there's a plethora or a spectrum in this relationship thing where maybe it's not the exact examples that we're using here, but it may be slightly different, right? Because like you said, a lot of us in our forties now. So, so, so the game is, so some of that stuff was what we was doing in our twenties, but for some people, they still doing stuff in their twenties and their forties. But some of us, it's slightly different now based on us being a little older, but I think some of the principles still apply if that makes sense, right? I think the the ultimate thing is this, like yesterday, I think the, the key word was communication. Mm-hmm. I think today's word is truth. Like when I interact with you, am I being truly honest about my intentions as to why mm-hmm. I'm dealing with you, right? Up front. And then I think my actions should line up with that. Right, yep. it, it like 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 she just said. If it's not, then that's a red flag, right? So I just think that becomes the the the. Honestly, we we rush. A lot of us we're rushing, right? We're rushing. We want to hurry up and have that relationship, and it takes time. It's a process, and and it's not something. Right. We see love at first sight. We see certain people hook up in a short amount of time. And that may be the exception and not the rule. But I think spending time 
You know what I'm saying? Spending that time really getting to know a person and then figuring out if that's something you want to do with them long term, you're not going to figure it out in a month or two. It takes time. <laughs> Get it in, Tanya. I see your face. <laughs> Woo! Um, well, Jermaine, you made a good point when you basically said that's what we were doing in our 20s or whatever the case may be. I think the need of what we what we basically yearn for a desire um, becomes a different focus. Basically, what I mean by that is you say we're in our 40s now. And uh, I, I personally think that. You know, your worth. So you're not even going to spend time on some of the simple stuff that you used to spend time on when you were in your 20s, even though we got a lot of old fools. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, when you know what you, when you know what you're worth. Anybody that's lower than that should not even be able to get your attention. You're right. Just saying. And if they do. Then that mean you that mean you looked in the rearview mirror and turned around. So whatever the outcome of that is, you accepted it. Yeah. So play on the level that you desire. And, and, and the whole just just the whole relationship thing. Ladies, take his number. Why you always gotta give your take his damn number and don't be in a hurry to call him. So when he when, when he when you finally call and he don't remember who you are, that's a good start. But see, a lot of y'all don't. Y'all get the number, you give him the number, and uh, he ain't work for nothing. And then y'all having these long conversations because he asks you all these different questions for what? Just now, like I'm a firm believer. That's, that he that's, ain't old, to know. that's the old head boyfriend girlfriend thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But no, I'm serious. My thing is, first of all, why do you have to tell the whole gloom and doom of your past? They don't, you are a different person with that other person. So why do you have to share all that? All you need to know is I was married before. Yeah. That doom and gloom conversation is the pathway to hell and terror, man. Because 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 a person, a predator, they eating that up. They already like trauma, dysfunction. Cool, this is gonna be easy right here. But exactly. <laughs> the I'm gonna give it a couple of you know. I give it a cut two or three days. I have about Friday. Like, exactly. Ladies, come on. Like yeah, yeah. And, 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 but but here's the difference. A lot of women that flow like that in that cycle because it is a cycle. A lot of them have major daddy issues. That's the first thing. The second thing is they're actually answering to society. When society told me I need to be married by 30, society told me I need to have the kids then. Society, like, why are you? You got to find out what works for you. What works for you? Yeah. And be okay with what works for you. You yeah. Whatever you decide to do, you ain't got to check in with nobody. You grown. Check in with somebody for what? Are they paying your bills? Are they taking care of you? But a lot of us do not have a foundation that, you know what? This is my worth. This is what I'm accepting. You know, whatever, whatever. If this is what I like, this is what I'm doing. A lot of us are so 
grouped into the masses and then it looks a certain way to our girlfriends or to our family and that's why most of us stay in that cycle that's exactly why yeah and in the in the the one thing that's the easiest thing to do but a lot of people don't do it is have that intentions conversation early when you know that when you know First of all, if you are able to state your intentions and the other person is able to state their intentions, you could say, well, they, they could be lying. Yeah, but their behavior patterns not going to lie. When you start with a baseline of what they say they want to do and what they're looking for and what they're trying to be. Now you have a baseline to match their behavior against. If their behavior don't match up, you got to love yourself enough to be like, remember that that you said you not. OK, cool. I'm out. Cause I love me more than this bullshit right here. But you know what? Most women are so needy. They go. Yeah, they not gonna have it. They don't go with the actions. They just. They just want somebody there. They don't, <laughs> don't, look, they don't care what the intentions look, are. Look, don't, 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 don't get it twisted. And so, like, I'll say this to 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 some of the comments. The comments ain't specific to this one scenario, right? It could be a slow play, right? Yeah. So, so the slow play is. We 40, like Aisha got on me, 47, right? So it could be a it could be a slow play. Like it, it might take a couple months. It, it's gonna be the same thing, whether it's fast or slow. Of course. It is the scenario, how you apply it, I think is what we is what we're talking about. Like understanding like that level of honesty, right? In the interaction, like Shannon just said, some people are so desperate for someone, they allow certain things because they they just want to be in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's that narrative, that's that lie, right? That will make you not see the things and deal with the things that maybe you need to deal with because you don't want to be by yourself. And mm -hmm. then that's another issue. Why don't you want to be by yourself? What's exactly. going on that you're not comfortable being with yourself and centering yourself because that's the ticket to actually being with someone else. Yes, it is. Right. And if you don't have it, you shouldn't be trying to get connected to nobody else. Yeah. Connect with you. <laughs> and Tanya, Tanya Bronson says real quick, they talk for two hours about their exes and childhoods and disappointments in their lives too. Is it a red flag when they talk too much too? It's a red flag when you attract those type of people. Wow, that was simple. <laughs> Because you're not gonna sit down and talk with them if you're not attracting them. And, so and, something in you that keeps drawing that type of man or woman to you. There it is. How do you know that you're on a certain level? Look at the type of people that enter into your life. Your results, it's gonna tell you what's at hand. Yeah, and what I what I always try to tell people, the analogy I use is. We're talking about predators, right? Let's say this person is a predator, right? They, their intentions aren't honorable, right? A lion isn't going to go attack a prey that's not appetizing to it, mm. right? They're only going to go for something that they know that they can conquer. And they can know that real early just by the things you talk about. That thing that Tanya just talked about, they talking two hours about their exes. I'm pretty sure that conversation is all about how bad the exes were and woe is me. That's a that's a play to connect to what most men know about most women. You've been hurt by a dude before? Me too. I've been hurt before too. You know my my childhood and all this stuff. When they get that connectivity, the nurturing side of you wants to care about them more. Gotcha. That's a job. I'm sorry. 
You should be sending him a damn invoice. I'm so you just became his damn counselor. So, I'm sorry. So, so that's what you're talking about on your first conversation, and that's what you're getting to know you session is about is the doom and gloom. Red flag. Give me your email address because I'm sending you an invoice. Period. So the thing is, like men are needy, women are needy, but those needs come out in different ways. Yep. I think I think the way I would answer Tanya is simply this. Um, Derek said this earlier. Yo, your your words going. You can't hide behind your words, but for so long, the true you gonna come out. Right. And so if I'm so focused on my past, that means I ain't looking to the future. So what we gonna build together? Cause I'm still looking back. And yeah. maybe you you gonna be this pacifier for me while I go through my therapy. So am I am I getting ready to go through a therapy session? But I just need something to pacify me as I go through my withdrawal, right? So that's why I'm still dealing with my past versus looking forward to what's going forward, right? Cause that's a, that's a different conversation. If I'm about moving forward, there's a different conversation. It's about plans. It's about the future, my goals, my aspirations. And like someone said, look, we, I, I told somebody this, uh, 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 Hey, look, I'm too old to be going backwards. And I, mm-hmm. I, I was like, you know, we, you know, time running out. Like I, I gotta be going forward. So <laughs> this is like, I ain't got time for like Kevin Hart said, some of y'all just looking for a death buddy, somebody to die with. Huh? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you want that with me? You want that with me? We together. <laughs> so real quick, Michelle Ford says, I've had good men in my life over the years, only one crazy person. But for some reason, I seem to be attracting married men these days. I'm not leading them on and make it clear that I don't entertain married men. What's up with that? That's because your mouth saying that you're not looking for one thing, but your heart is saying, I, won't, I don't want to be committed. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. That's what married man coming into your aura says. Or fear of commitment. So I'm, it, I'm assuming she's single. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. that, yeah. Huh? As I'm assuming she's single, right? I don't know. I think I think the overall comment, I think whether she's single or not, is she's trying to figure out like like what Tanya's basically saying is what is she giving off that married men keep trying to holler at her? I, I, I think I made it plain and clear on the other uh podcast where I said because I'm very familiar with what I don't want right now, what's going to show up? Men who don't want to be committed and most likely married men. Uh, you you got to be honest with yourself about what it is. And a lot of us. He said she's single. She's single and not looking. Uh, OK. So the, my question to her would be where 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 is she meeting these guys at? Right. Mm-hmm. And and then the second question would be. um, Like. How soon after their introduction are they revealing that they married? Mm. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you because I'm, you know, that that yeah. is my area. But I'm just saying, on the, for me, when I look at it, I'm saying I'm looking at. All right, is it a certain location that you're going to, and you frequent that spot? And that may be a spot that these type of guys are frequenting. 
and you might be having a drink and they having a drink and y'all start chopping it up. And then in y'all conversation, you know what I'm saying? Because again, whether we want to admit it or not, married dudes still be trying, some of them still be trying to do some things that they probably shouldn't be doing. And that's because it's a lot of women that's open to it. That's what I was about to say. I'm sorry. It can't be that unless it's a component yeah. to be able to handle that. So yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it, it and I always look at statistics, right? Uh, it's now and, and it's probably been happening. It's just it, it, we got a microscope on it now with social media and all this other stuff. Women aren't saying no. I'm married. Cool. Because now we glorifying side chicks now. So they like what? Well, here, here's the other thing, too. Just with that. That and that still says no. I have a fear of commitment. So he is actually a good candidate. Why? Right. There it is. I ain't got to see him all the time. He ain't got to be around. Come, like, come on. Like, yeah, yeah come on. Really? Boy, get out. I ain't playing with you. Get out of here. You Murray, get out of here. Go sit down somewhere. Well, why are you in here? Like I said, you still got to go. You got to ask yourself why they attracted to you. Because yeah. your your energy is, is pulling and attracting something. You attract what you are at the end of the day. And then, he, to be brutally honest, sometimes you give off that because the level of need that you flow in is so heavy. <laughs> so she said, here's some context. She said, these are some people that she already know or have worked with. It's not necessarily new men that I'm meeting. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not even going, like, I, I could break that all the way down, but I don't want her to become the scenario of what, you know, we're talking about. So I'm going, I'm going to go to another topic that uh, I think we should kind of talk about right now, because at the end of the day, I'm still going to go back to you, track to you what you are. That, that it is what it is. This type of work I do, I see it all the time. You want something different, do something different. And a lot of it has to do with the cage that your heart is in. That's another whole life. That's, that's another whole scope. It has to do because your heart is going to send out certain things. So if it's broken or it's guarded, you're not looking for nothing committed. I'm gonna say I'm gonna just say this as you pull up your next your next topic. I'll just say this. Um people talk about I hear people talk about this all the time. Oh, I got a work husband, I got a work wife, blah, blah, blah. Um, I see people, no, seriously, I see people at work. Oh, I see it too. Flirting with each other, right? And I think sometimes some people could be joking, and other people think it's it's real. And, you know, some lines may get crossed and people may actually be trying to see what's up based on some of the interactions. Right. So like, I'm, uh, you know, where, where I, you know, people don't I don't really joke with people too much. Now, people who really know me know I got a whole bunch of jokes, but exactly. I don't joke with everybody because I don't want no confusion about what what's a, what it's supposed to be about when we in certain settings. So certain settings, I'm an a-hole. So. You know, that way I don't have no drama. So, I mean, that 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 would be my, that might, that's going back to what we said earlier, that might be a boundary issue where maybe, you know, the work stays at work and your social is social and it's separate and you're not having 
social settings with people that you work with so those things don't get misconstrued. Exactly. Yeah. Or make it clear. And don't kiki when you're making it clear. Because, you know, some of us say yes and no at the same time in the same sentence, the same breath. And you know good and well that, you know, you're saying no, but you like the attention that they're giving. So part of you is really liking it. But anyway, so this I, I want to talk about attachment, guys. How how do you know that you are mentally, mostly, spiritually detached from the last person you were involved with? That's a darn good question. Ooh, let's work it out. Let's work it out. You said, how do you know when you are detached mentally, emotionally, and spiritually from the last person that you were involved with? Because you know, if you still emotionally and spiritually attached, you going to somebody else, you you not single. And that next person really don't even get a fair chance because you still locked in. So how do you know? I, I, well, there's I, a statement that we say all the time, and I'll say it after I get after I hear y'all say what y'all say. I can speak for me. Um, I think when you when you in a relationship with somebody, that for me, I need time to process the relationship. I think it's a, a, a season where um, I don't really like messing with someone right after I broke up with somebody because. Like you say, you got to get that out your system, right? And then I, I got to go through a process of figuring out, you know, what went wrong? Why did it end? What's my part? What do I need to do to grow? Um, I think when you, when you know that you really have detached is when you can be in their presence and not feel anxious, angry, hurt, bothered. And you and you're generally happy to see them um, be whoever they are and what they want to do without any feelings one way or the other. Like, and it's just a hey, it's good to see you. And oh, you got this going on. That's great. And for me, that that's a sign for me that you know um, that I'm that I'm fully detached from them. That if I see them with another man, who the hell is that? Oh, oh, oh is that who you're dealing with now? So. If I'm still doing that, then I know I, I still got feelings. But if I see them and they with somebody, hey, that's great. I'm happy for y'all. And it don't bother me. I'm done. Yeah. For me, I base whether I'm not still attached to them. And a lot of what Jermaine just said. But for me, like the 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 more evolved version of me, <laughs> if I had to do it today, and even in the past, like in the past, it's based on who I choose next. Why am I choosing this person next? Is it because I'm running from what I went through before and I still feel that and I don't want to feel like that? So I'm choosing the next person. Like in my history, I would choose the person not because they were the best thing for me, but because they just weren't the other person. So I'm I'm dating the new person based on what I went through with the last one. So there's still an attachment there to a certain extent. And so for me, when I know that I've totally detached is when I'm making a decision and it has nothing to do with, with that last person or the last two or three people or what I did. A, I, I had a long stint where I was making choices based on prior traumas and prior pain. And you never release it when you never release it. You make decisions and they end up being dysfunctional, dysfunctional, dysfunctional. And it becomes a pattern. So when you know 
that you are self-aware and you've healed and you making a decision based on you and not the whole host of experiences. Like you learn from your experience, you hold that. But when you're making these knee-jerk decisions based off of trauma, that's how I know I still got an attachment. So one of my one of my 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 Zeta sisters say when you can see them in public and you can give them a hug and mean it, she was like, that's that's how she knows for her that that is over. You know what I'm saying? So um you know what? Both of y'all, both <laughs> both of y'all comments was on point. Now for women. They're in our system. You know why? We're receivers. We receive y'all. So, and this, and you know, I, I really hate to see this because it really says a lot about the person who's already moved on and married to somebody else. When you are still somewhere sitting, talking trash about your ex, you ain't over them. You ain't over her. I don't care. I don't care if you just had the, the twenty thousand dollar wedding and you with somebody else. You not over. And the sad part about this, you already cheating. Why? Because emotionally and spiritually, you still with the ex, and you over here trying to get with this new man. Y'all honeymoon. Y'all having a threesome. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Y'all having a threesome. Why? Because his. His energy is still in your womb. And some women, like, you ain't even got all your exes out talking about you want to be married. Where he going to fit? Where he going to fit? There's no room for him. So you, you got to pay attention to, okay, what you need to be saying is, what did this relationship with this man teach me? What did it teach me? And if you can genuinely see him and say whatever or don't feel no way, then you're maturing. You're in a healthy state with that particular person. But if you still somewhere and you in your late 40s and every time you turn around, you got something bad to say about your baby daddy. First of all, you got to look in the mirror because you don't want to have the children by him. So what does that make you? I'm just saying. You chose them. So really detaching or really saying, okay, so am I ready to date? What am I bringing to this person? Am I going to be a headache? Is this person going to have to take Tylenol if they deal with me? <laughs> Are they going to go to the bottle if they deal with me? See, we, we don't sit back and ask, what am I? Am I enhancing their life or am I going to become a burden? What, what am I doing? Because if I'm not enhancing him, leave him alone and let him be with somebody healthy. Just leave him alone or, 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 or vice versa. We're not asking ourselves, okay, so I'm getting ready to enter in this. And when you get with him, you, you, cutting, your, you cutting your ex down like some diced carrots. Who wants to be with somebody like that? I'm questioning a new person. Because if they chopping him up in front of you like that, mm, what's going to happen when y'all don't work out? You going to be next? So you, so, so to be honest, women, we have them in our system. It's called a soul tie. That's what it's called. And a lot of you have not gotten rid of 
a lot of the men in your in, in your life spiritually you haven't gotten rid of them and so some of y'all have been diagnosed that uh uh bipolar some of y'all schizophrenic some of y'all depressed or your emotions up and down that's because you still holding the energy of the men who you were with way back when so be honest with yourself where you are and then you want to point the finger at him no he competing with all them souls in you that's another whole lie. <laughs> that's so, another whole lie. So, so, so the thing the thing is if if you go a little deep for a second, I think, um, you know, it's hard. I can speak for myself. It was hard for a long time to be vulnerable. Um, when you have competing motives, competing thoughts inside your own mind and your own heart. Yes. It's hard to um, relate. And I think um, being able to assess yourself, doing that work, puts you in position to really move past your last relationship. But I think, again, like we were talking about earlier with listening, I think it's, it's an introspection. It's a thing that a lot of people don't do. Like I've seen some people talking about blaming, right? When we blame, right? Then that you're not accepting responsibility for your part. Exactly. Like, I, I think, you know, no one is completely right and no one is completely wrong. We all got to own our part. Yes. And, um, you know, that's again, the sign of maturity when you could tell somebody, um, well, here's the mistakes I made in my last relationship and here's what I'm working on. Exactly. Here's, here's what I'm working on to get better. Because these things aren't healthy. And here's what I've done, blah, 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 to make these. Here's the books I read. I went to counseling for this. Da, 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 da. Yes. But I want to be a better person. Yes. Being about your ex. It's really like when I got divorced, I was that person that you talked about. I was angry. Um, I had a lot of things to say that wasn't nice. And as we were apart, and I start seeing myself, I realized that it really wasn't her. I had issues. Ooh. I had to deal with some stuff. Um, and when I started taking ownership of me, mm. and I was able to grow and get past some things, right? But sometimes when you're in hurt, you can't, you don't have a clear perspective because the hurt blinds you to what's yeah. really going on. Yeah. And you you see everything as malicious. Yes. So you can't step back because you want that other person. What they say, hurt people, hurt people. I yes. want you to feel the pain that I believe that you caused me. Yes. Whether that's real or not. Victim. And then now I'm 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 but I'm a, I'm a victim to my own thoughts. Yeah. 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 And oh, everybody yeah. wants to be the hero in their story. Right. Everybody will be the hero. Every time you tell a story, like, like, and, I, and I've been guilty of this. I think we all have to a certain extent when somebody asks you, so what happened in your last relationship? You always paint the picture like you the hero and I, all this stuff was done to me and, and, and I'm glad I got out of it. And it's like, no, but what you do? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, it, it, you know, what's, what's really funny. Um, I was working with one of my clients uh, earlier today. And she's 
in, in the Ram in our her healing journey where she's dating, um, been dating a person uh, for about 30 days now. And they talked about, you know, <laughs> their exes. And the gentleman said, she asked, well, you know, y'all were married 22 plus years. You know, why did y'all divorce? And his response was, because I cheated. And she said, oh, there was no red flags that went up or anything. But then he said, so now you, you don't want to talk to me or deal with me no more because I just told you that. That's when the red flag went up. What that told her based on our journey of her working with me, you know what that told her? He has abandonment issues. And then so yeah. what started happening is he started becoming possessive and they only been dating for 30 days. You see okay. how the red flag went up? It didn't go up when she went when he said he cheated. It went up because he now said, okay, so I told her the truth, but I'm sure she's gonna judge me. So 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 now you don't want to deal with me. So why are you asking that question? So yeah, truth be told, they, they, they're not dating no more. Because at the end of the day, she already saw the signs of him being possessive ahead of time. And Ryan just said the key word, insecurity. Woo. Because, so, so let's be real. He cheated. He saw the damage he caused, and he didn't want that to happen to him. So now I got to be possessive to ensure that the damage I did don't happen to me. There it is. And that's exactly what I told her. Yeah. That is exactly the words that I told her. He already know all the moves. So yeah. now he's questioning you why you late. Like we're going back, why you late? Because he know what he's doing when he late. So so because he ain't really dealt with what he did. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, he's really in no condition to be dating nobody. That's what I mean by some people need to take a damn hi hiatus. Sit your ass down and get some counseling. Cause you tainted and you're gonna taint anything that you touch. I'm yep. sorry. You won't take anything that you and, you and you know, you know, and this is the thing that we learn over time. This guy, you know, was it 30 day, however long it was, however long this situation was, if let's say it, it, it went out longer. Now what you've done, when that relationship does eventually end, is you is that woman turned into something else now. And now she has to go about her life with that damage and all of it started from that initial, you know, I cheated and how he felt and then he became possessive. And then exactly. now she got used to that. And now she becomes a person that's living in a dysfunctional situation that she got to exactly. get used to. They separate. Now she got to go heal. Exactly. So it's like a, it's like a virus, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a virus. And, and, and when she goes into her next situation, if she's not healed, it just and exactly. it, it and all so, connects. She was able to say, you know what? I had a nice time with you. You know, it's basically over. I mean, it wasn't nothing to be over. It was only 30 days. But at the end of the day, she was healthy because she has boundaries, you know, 
with herself, she was able to say, it's not even so much um, Tanya that he told me he cheated. It was the response that he had after he told me, which means he dealing with abandonment. That's and a very so intelligent assessment. And look, eventually, if they, if she stayed in it, because she was dysfunctional, thank God she's my client, she's not. I could even see that going into a domestic violence spinoff. I could see it going to that. Because see, one person already, already divorced him, and he don't want to feel that again, so he's going to do everything in his power to keep her attached. Wow. Yep. Oh. Oh. And there was a movie, there's this movie um, called The Letter N-Secure. You ever seen that movie, Insecure? What does it say? Anyway, the guy, the guy um, was in a relationship and he was very controlling, like military guy, precision. He wanted to make sure he controlled everything. He caught his wife kissing uh, her best friend's husband or whatever, and they broke up. The next woman, he wanted to that never happened so he was tracking everything and he was like oh where you going what you doing who's that she's like that's my brother he was like are you sure that's your brother and it was just it was it was a downward spiral and you know then he started abusing her and and you know grabbing her by the neck and all this other kind of stuff and i was just like (sighs) wow that pattern when it when that healing when you go unchecked you never know. Like, and a lot of times these people don't even realize what they're capable of. They know the pain is there. Yes. But it, it's just, it's sad to, to see it play out. And a lot of times the signs are there okay. early. So I want to switch it up because I want to know this from you guys. I don't know if you experienced this, but I want to know this. Why does some Cray Cray women speaks to some men that's a sign of love. And for the woman who's not Cray Cray, she don't love me that much. Oh, so why is it the woman, the woman who's putting the sugar in your tank, she going to find a girl, beating her up, or trying to become uh, an, an inspector gadget? Like, what? does that say to you that's love and the one that says no i'm just gonna pack and leave she didn't love you that much that's similar to what jermaine was talking about in the beginning about the anger and like how a lot of times we're used to the the behavior and we almost we're almost numb to it like like we know a lot of people that'll say you know i like a crazy woman you you do like but but that's (laughs) it's a turn on for some people you know, we, oh, she might slash my tires, and, and it be and it be true, and it's well, like, why, why are you doing that? Her? A sign of of dysfunction and cr- why is that a sign? Oh, she just cares for me a lot. What? So, so, so it's kind of like the last scenario, right? With 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 the possession, right? When you said he was being possessive, right? Um, a lot of people in relationships when they when they, I would say immature they believe they own a oh other. we got ryan here yeah I, I i i found a way to send the link to okay cool i'm gonna so, let I'm, I'm gonna add him in but you finish your point then we'll I'm let him talk ryan, yeah but uh uh it's it's ownership so so it, it becomes this thing where you think you own the person oh 
right? And Ooh, then it becomes this thing of now, because I own you, I get to tell you what to do. And when you're not playing your part in my narrative, I got to show you. And so now I'm going to be your parent. So I'm going to do to you what my parent did to me. Right. So I got to beat you. I got to spank you. I got to correct you so you can get back and play your part in my story. That's the ownership piece because I own you. You mine. You belong to me. And that kinda, now that kind of ties into that other podcast you had, Derek, earlier mm-hmm. today, which when it goes to the dark side, it becomes abuse. Right. But a lot of people think that they own their mate. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I'd be lying. I'm going to jail. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) They have seen that type of behavior in their past, and they have been conditioned to understand that that behavior is okay. So because they were conditioned to believe that behavior is okay, and because that's what they've seen, they mimic and emulate what they've seen, and it becomes a vicious cycle. It it continues. Mm -hmm. It continues. But it's a lot of dudes <laughs> like crazy women. <laughs> and it's like, it's you, television. Huh? It's a conditioning of the television. Yeah, and, and, and the sad part about it, when you healthy and you just say, you know what? No, we're not right for each other. I'm good. Let me just pack. Let me just go ahead and get out. Well, you don't love me. And it's like, what the hell? But if I go and blow your car out and throw all your clothes outside, now, oh yeah, she love me. She tripping again. I just be sitting back. I, I, and I'm not going to lie. These are some of the scenarios to my clients right now. And, and I'm just like, what? Like, seriously. But if she's calm and if she's talking, you know, from this healthy standpoint, it's oh you don't care you don't care nothing about me your actions tell me you don't care but when i go in the kitchen to get a frying pan hit you upside the head you like i knew you loved me really man, if that's if that's how love was shown to you as a child you think that that's what love is oh you see what i'm saying mm. so popped upside the head yell scream cuss so again cool. we go back to your childhood if that's all you saw and then I used to get spanked. My mom at the end, she'd be like, well, you know, I did that because I love you. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I, don't, I don't want that type and, of love. And that's exactly what I wanted you to say. That's exactly what I wanted you to bring up. I was just waiting for it. I was looking at my notes. That's where it comes from. I mean. And all forbid if the man did not grow up with a mother and grandma raised him. So now he got that, that, that mindset of, I've been thrown away. I've been trashed. Or you, you know, you got that mindset of I would I'm not wanted. Right. So then you then you find a woman and now you controlling her every move because now she's just become your mother. Well, one, one, one comment um from Michelle Ford. She said, My ex-husband used to talk trash about his friends, wives, and girlfriends because they would call every five minutes asking a bunch of crazy questions but then tried to tell me that I didn't care about him because I didn't do the very thing he complained about the friends, wives, girl, wives or girlfriends doing. We sick. <laughs> that's why you, I guess that's why you ain't with him no more, right? <laughs> Exit stage left. Gotta go. 
But you're right. You're absolutely right. And that's and that's just so sad because that's so not healthy. That's so, nope. if you but the funny thing is he ain't even know what he was saying. He was saying it, and then his actions ain't even lined up with it. And she caught on to it. That's why she's able to see that now, right? So in in the midst, he's saying one thing, and then he contradicting himself in the same sentence. That's a sign. Yeah, because for real, for real, his boys is laughing and saying, oh, your, your girl, don't she don't really dig. She don't really mess with you like that. And the reason why she don't mess with you like that, because she ain't acting crazy like my wife. And that's sick. That's really sick. Mm-hmm. So all them dysfunction, that all her matter of <laughs> fact, she should be celebrating. She should do some shots. They was having a dysfunctional she family reunion. <laughs> At the end of the day. But no, seriously, honestly, that right there, I, I've seen women become investigators. I, I'm just like, you doing all this for and not even getting compensated afterwards. You doing all this to prove to yourself what your gut already told you. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Yeah. No, we, yeah. we okay. Okay. So, hmm. That was a good one. <laughs> we might got time for so, one so, more. So, so Derek and Jermaine, tell can y'all give us some scenarios that signs that women can look at from the jump when a man is insecure? What does what does that look like? Sometimes it looks like um, I'm trying to go down the list. Let me think. Um, <laughs> I was I actually just had a, a conversation about at least one thing because now you know we're in the the text message era now, right? Yeah. And a lot of times, um, sometimes like and women do it too, right? But men sometimes when it's early and you just kind of like getting to know them and they really like go crazy over the fact that you're not texting them back and you're not, you're not available right now. And it's like, I'm not with you. And it's like, they, why you didn't text me back? Didn't you see that I text you? Hold, hold on, man. What, what that pattern, what one? it doesn't, it doesn't get any better. That's possessive behavior. And you haven't even really done anything, but not return a text. And it's only been like 60 minutes. Like, what are you doing? But see, I'm glad you said that because in t- some needy women, like you were talking about the, the lenses that they're seeing out of, mm-hmm. they would see that of, girl, he's sweating me. Yep. <laughs> but even on the flip side of that, it's the always having, putting the phone away, making sure you don't see the phone being extra secretive. That should be a red flag as well. And you know what I hate now this, this with this? I don't know. I wouldn't say this generation. I sound like I'm 90. But you know what I hate is where people are like he left me on read. I'm like, what? He, what? what? They get a little thing to say when the, when the person read the text and they and they clock in the time. He left me on read. It's been two hours and I'm left on read. I'm like, what? Left on what? And it's like that. Like we. <laughs> so so I'm a I'm gonna respond this way because I think di- different people have different insecurities. Okay. So, so I, I, I like what Derek said. I like what Ryan said. I, I would say it this way. When you insecure, you're always trying to be secure. Whoa. Whoa. What happens is. The quotable of the day. No, no, no. I, that's, that's a Facebook post. I will be posting that 
And I'm going to put your, your name at the bottom. Hashtag you know, name. You know, I'm curious because the thing is, you're trying to get to know a person. So it's things about the person you just don't know because you just met them, right? But because of their insecurity, things will come out in conversations that will seem odd because it just it seems out of place, if that makes sense, right? So like the text message thing, uh, you, you get angry about things that just don't make sense. You get snappy, you get possessive. So um, I think, like we said before, a lot of people, when they initially get into relationships, they want to rush. And, and in that rushing, they want, and I think Shannon said this earlier, or Derek said it earlier about, I want the, I want the access without the title. Yep. Right. So, so I, why you ain't text me back? Well, I mean, that's really like a husband wife question. Right? Yes. But yes. you're starting to see each other, but you clocking me, you calling me, blowing my phone up. Like, so those, those things will begin to reveal itself. And I think, again, when our parents told us when we were younger, what you rushing for, right? So we go together. Where y'all going, right? <laughs> like, so, you know, I think that's Deron used to say that. Exactly. So, right. so the thing is, is that Ooh. an insecure person will always look to be secure, mm. even at your expense. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's true. Okay. So... Oh, that that right there was that that was really a good one. And the thing, just just real quick, these these little little things we talking about now that start early, you know that don't feel good. Yes, you know you don't like it. Yeah, but that desire and that need to have that warm body right there, I like the way them hugs feel. I'm gonna go ahead and stay. Stop. <laughs> it doesn't get better. <laughs> here's, here's some, here's some, and I'm and this will Ryan and, and, and Tanya. Let me ask y'all this: Should a female, when they first meet a dude, should they stop talking to any of their other friends just because they found somebody they interested in? No, hell, fucking no. no. <laughs> don't don't ever try to make me start talking to no. any of you that are in my life because it makes you feel insecure. If that is the case we need to get to the bottom of why you're insecure about me talking to somebody else now if you notice there is an inappropriate type of relationship and we have already discussed that we are at the point where we are going to merge ourselves into trying to become one and seeing where this goes and you don't feel like that kind of conversation that i'm having with that person is appropriate we can discuss that and i will curve myself to make sure that I make sure that you feel secure in the relationship if we are secure like that. But if no, we I mean, I mean, like you first start, y'all first start dating. No. Some people we be trying to make people be exclusive, but maybe they ain't exclusive. How exclusive? Meaning, oh. some dudes be like, you know, I only want you talking to me, but I ain't never really commit to you. But I might still be talking to three or four people. So that is when I'm gonna start with the phone insecurity, and you might not ever see my phone again. That just looks like a block. Where your phone at right now? Huh? I got jokes. <laughs> but, here's the, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Here's the scary part. It works. I know. 
It does. <laughs> but see, the sad part about that. You'll do anything to be with somebody else. The sad part about that is he didn't even earn that level. Nope. Excuse me? Nope. And just, let me. Let me just say this. For, let me say this because this is this is like a thorn in my ass right now. Ladies, get the hell of titles. Give your own damn self a damn title. Y'all, y'all doing all these trips and flips and backhand and swinging from the chandelier for a damn title. Do you know how many women right now are married with the title wife and ain't a wife? They are not a wife. In fact, they become roommates because they're not even sleeping in the same room. So y'all better get off these titles. Y'all better get off these. And I'm going to tell you right now, when you come in the game, understanding your title from the beginning, he can't run no game on you. Why? Because that he know that you're not looking for a title. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Yeah, then he'll go eat off the, you know, the three that Jermaine talked about earlier, but they got the food pours. He'll go eat over there. Because <laughs> he don't want nothing healthy. He ain't vegan. He don't want no full course meal. He want the poison. But seriously, ladies, get off the titles. That's why they able to play y'all. Y'all searching for a title. Give yourself a title. But the title gets you closer to hashtag relationship goals, though. But why do you hashtag relationship goals? Because everybody's relationship isn't the same. Exactly. Bingo. It's, same. it's the fairy tale. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. It's the fairy tale. A lot of people haven't examined the, the fairy tale about relationships. And so they have this narrative about what they think it should be. And like, how many females have this? They already have mapped out their wedding day. It's already mapped out. I already know what it's going to look like. Already, already got this thing mapped out. I've been thinking about this since I was eight. Yeah. <laughs> Insert man here. Right. <laughs> so, right. That's where it always stops. They don't like until you are ready to get married and you've talked to a married couple, nobody tells you or shows you that the relationship continues and you have to continue to put in that work. All the stories and the fairy tales that girls are, are tripping over that they've been told since they were little, it ends that they lived happily ever after. Lord what, God. Does mean, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. and, and what that looks like. And even real. furthermore, the unfortunate piece now with social media is Facebook makes the fairy tale look real. Oh, they do with all these stupid <laughs> engagements and all, oh Lord, and you got women uh proposing to men. Uh, if that's your thing, do it. But come on, like no worth. No, no worth. And on a high school level, we got promposals now. So they doing like proposals, like they getting married to go to the prom, son. Mm. And ain't nobody working for, like ain't nobody working for nothing. Just, just giving away free. Right. <laughs> it's their dry run. Wow. But you know yeah. what? Even even now with the younger people. Even now with the, because I, I got a lot of nieces and nephews. In fact, I lost count because it's eight of us. But even with my nieces and nephews, you acting like you in an exclusive relationship doing something that a wife would do. Excuse me? And you know I'm going to be all over it. Uh, 
What, like, really? You think you had a full-blown relationship and you 18. Yep. Wifey duties, girlfriend title. I teach middle school and they put so much energy and so much passion into these relationships where you only see each other at school. I know my kids are hurting right now because they can, they have to be at home. They can't see each other. They can't meet up. And it's just like, you put all this energy into that. Like you're going to be so mad when and you were 24 and you wasted all this energy. And my knees, look, she can't eat. She can't sleep. I'm like, girl, if you don't take your ass outside and play with some chalk. Go like, put on Mary Jane when you're in that mood. Go put on some Teletubbies and keep it pushing. Like you don't need that. You're 18 and already changing your diet. Uh, come, oh, okay, anyway. They just went, they just went left. <laughs> It's cool though. <laughs> no, no, I, I just she had I, me at Teletubbies, man. You know what I'm saying? So so I actually have one one last thing that I I, I, w- I would like to uh I would like to ask of uh Jermaine and Derek. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm scared of this one. <laughs> Now y'all done good. Tanya don't be holding her breath for nothing. Everything we talk about, y'all done did good. What now? And I'm glad, Jermaine, you've been married before. Be so you can answer this. And, and Derek, you're married. What told you that she was the one, Jermaine? Or, or, <laughs> wait a minute, his side, his side piece. Or is that phrase a bunch of bullshit? The one. Is the one really real? Or do or, or is is it a lifespan of him or her becoming the one? Is it ongoing? I think the short the short term, you I mean the, the short and sweet is yes, it's ongoing, but I think for me, um the one comes with me being self-aware of who I am to be able to recognize the person that fits with me. Right. So I went through a lot of stuff before I was able, cause I would, you know how we do, we, we, we on adrenaline rush, we end one, we get into another one. We not healing. We get into another one. And like you say, Tanya, you carrying all of those ties and all of that dysfunction to the fifth one and the sixth one and the seventh one, when you actually get a chance to sit still and heal and understand who you are and what you want, when that person comes across your path, you like that fits because you leave the space for it. You don't have to chase it. You don't necessarily have to be like, oh, let me figure out who's the one. When that person cross your path and you make those intentions known, the intentions, keyword, and it fits, then you start on that path. But let me so nobody ask, knows nobody can know what the future is. Let me ask you a question about, about what you just said. Yes, that ma'am. Fit. Does that mean that fit in who Derek is becoming? That means for me that it fit for the time that I met her. And my hope is that she'll that she'll rock with me long enough to, to so that we can grow together and mold ongoing like she has the potential to be the one to grow with me because we're not going to stay this there's no human being that stays the same all the time but if i can pick 
someone to start the journey with, she fit that. Now down the road, somebody could turn out to be, <laughs> as you know, whatever. But at least I started with a clear, logical mind instead of trauma mind. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm over here mumbling. I'm like, she's going to end with a deep old question like this. <laughs> I'm just going to have me exposing myself. Come on with it. So, so I'm going to say yes and no to the original question. So one, I'm going to say um, I wasn't mature enough um, to sustain my marriage. That's why I ended. Okay. So she was the one but I wasn't mature enough to put the work in and make it work. Ooh. And I quit. If I'm being straight up on because I wasn't mature enough at the time, right? The, the other reason why I say, when you say the one, I think it's many ones. Exactly. So I think like there are many people in my life that I encountered, I've been in relationships with, any of them could have been the one, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes, and we talk about, if we get spiritual for a second, it says don't be unequally yoked. Mm -hmm. I think with sometimes they were more mature than me. I may have been more mature than them. I may have been in a place in life. They wasn't at that place. So it wasn't a good fit. Exactly. So work, right? Exactly. I think that's going back to what Derek said. I think the part about what Ryan said about marriage is, is that marriage is not the day, right? Yep. It's not the day you get married. Yep. That's the beginning of the journey. Yep. And then you have to constantly course correct along the yep. journey. So yep. we, we think on day one, we know what the destination is, but as we grow and sometimes one gonna be more mature yeah. And you ride with the person while they down here. And then sometimes over years, it's going to go like this. Yeah. And when you're talking about ebbs and flows of relationships, most people break up when they get to this cycle. I don't feel like I know you. You feel like you're so different. But we wanted to always be like this. Like, I know you. And that's why I say it's, it's a yes and no. Right. Mm -hmm. When you when you're committed, you're committed. And you're going to do everything within your power to make it work until you quit exactly now, both people if both people what they say can two walk together unless they agree exactly trying to put the work in it's going it's not going to work right? exactly but if both people are trying to put the work in it's going to work because y'all going to make it work exactly you know uh, what I'm firm believer y'all y'all answered that really really well and you and you know just to, um just real quick for me, like the grown-up version of me, <laughs> what I realized is <laughs> because I said this before and enough, I can't even remember how long ago, but what I learned and what we all know, like we always talk about, we may not have we may not have had the tools to make it work or to know how to communicate effectively. And I used to laugh at like premarital counseling and, and coaching and stuff like that because I'm like, I'm grown. I, we, I, we'll figure this out. Exactly. But what you realize is, is that you don't have the tools and you end up going through a lot of stuff that if you had some kind of way to kind of come back to the center so that you can listen to each other and do all of that kind of stuff, you will have so much more fruit 
come out of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's hindsight talking because, you know, why don't y'all go get marriage counseling? Uh, we good, man. We already in love. Like we already hit the, we didn't hit the goal. Exactly. No, we 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 in love and we together. We she got the ring on her finger. What counseling? What? And then you realize the love languages and all this other stuff that we don't even think about because we happy to just be in something. Okay. I mean, that goes back to even having that image emulated for you. My parents are happily married thirty plus years. They don't talk about the work that nope. it takes to get to that point. Yeah. They don't know yeah. what it takes to build that type of relationship prior to and after you get yeah. married. It's yeah. not a discussion. And that is something that needs to start being a bigger discussion with everybody, like even just parent to child. Like, yes. yes. <laughs> just, to, just to piggyback off of you, uh, uh, Ryan, what you just said, you know what? I'm, I'm a grandmama's baby. It's eight of us. I didn't want to be on mama or daddy lap. But at the end of the day, grandparents were telling those stories. And I so miss that now. Like grandmothers are like 30. What they going to talk about? <laughs> what do we know at this time? I don't know anything. <laughs> and so, okay, so I got one closeout, one closeout question. Where did you learn your dating skills? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I did not. I didn't have to learn what? <laughs> it was on-the-job training. <laughs> Ryan, where did you I'm going to tell, tell you what I learned. I actually started off trying to be friends with females, like straight up, like trying to get to know them for real. And as a byproduct, they started giving me the goods. And I was like, oh. And that's how, I, that was my game. And I legitimately started off just trying to be a nice guy. And being a nice guy got me the draws. No, Jermaine was slick at five years old, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm in the five years old. This, this, five years old. I wish I had those, I still had those pictures. This fella at five years old, I'm telling you. He had a little light skin with that little wavy hair. Oh, he was something there at five. Elementary school. No, uh-uh. No, I ain't going to tell you about, about your hair now. It's gone now, okay? At <laughs> five years old. Elementary. <laughs> Elementary, he was doing the girls. Okay, yeah. elementary. Where did you learn your dating habits from? Where did you get them? For me, I got my dating habits from Disney movies. And that is. That is. It's really Disney movies. It's Disney movies. And what you what you actually see and over time is they've shifted from the damsel in distress, man come save me to okay i don't need a man to save me but that just came out in 2016 what was i when i was growing up it was definitely i mean nala had a little bite to her but it saved the day so a man was always saving the woman i always learned it from that uh the dramas that came out that were age appropriate the woman was always being saved so that's i mean if that's what i'm seeing even my mother is a very strong black woman like she was an officer in the united states navy she is a very strong black woman she held the home down i did not look to her for my relationship example exactly 
Okay. And Jermaine, you had said where? Did you? Oh, you said just you know because you was trying to be their friend. And well, I didn't even know what the I I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. So y'all remember me at Northwest? I was small. I remember. Chill about my, look, my son going through now, little tiny self. So I, you know, I was a late bloomer. So, He's you know, yeah, I was small, and then I got tall. I was tall and skinny. Now I finally filled out, but it's he, uh, I, I thought he was malnutrition for a long time, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, boy, yeah, you, <laughs> you kind of just watch the people around you. You heard stories, mm-hmm. trial and error. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So question, do y'all think that there should be a certain test that you actually have to go through to be paired up? I'm asking for a friend. A test that you would have to go through. Girl, you could, if you could actually go to this dating site and you take a test and you kind of qualify for five different people. Mm-mm. I don't, you know, I don't really like those, those questionnaire type of things as a, as a means of compatibility. I think it's it's real surface. And I think that, you know, you can have somebody that match and then you meet them and then it's like, ugh. Right. Like it's it's the whole algorithm thing, the churning, trying to quantify love as a as a mathematical equation. I'm not I'm not down for that. I I'm mean, gonna say, I'm gonna say yes. Let me tell you why I say that. It, it's not. It's not actually being ran by what you just said. It, it's actually being ran by a, a human person. But anyway, I, I just wanted to know where, where y'all, where y'all, and what do y'all feel about when in those other countries where their dad picked their husband? What do y'all think about that? It's it's cultural. Like I don't. No, I don't. What you think about it? Do, do, I'm from America, so I can't I can't identify with it. I don't know. Okay. Me personally, I feel like I, I feel like daddy should dad should do that. Um, I mean, depends on what kind of daddy you got. Let me tell you why I feel that way. Let me tell you why I feel that way. But because and I'm talking about fathers who have some sense. I'm not talking about okay, thank you. I'm not talking about the one that's absent. I'm not talking about he got seven children with 19 men. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about a man that can say, well, this this gentleman is going to go above and beyond what I've already done. So he's a good fit for my daughter. That's who I'm talking about. But I made sure- Go ahead, ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. I made sure that my husband asked permission for that exact very reason because if he measures up to what my father's expectations are, then I know I have a good man. And honestly, my husband, when he asked my father permission, we had gone out to dinner on a double date with my parents, which is extremely weird. I'm gonna still do it again. I know it is. <laughs> we're do it again. Um, I went to go grab the cake with my mom because we were at Cheesecake Factory. It was a 10 second conversation where my father told him yes. Because okay. my father knew what type of person that I had. Oh, I'm all about third party verification. That's that's okay. that's what that's what we do, right? So like so parent up is good. Okay. Well, yeah. Let me let me let me chime in real quick. Okay. So I'm gonna address both real quick. Questionnaire, I think it's good, but the application may be wrong. Meaning 
I, I think the, the spirit of the, the, the questionnaire is good. I think like whether you go to a dating site where they ask you a questionnaire, I think yeah, I everybody should have a set of questions that they have prepared to ask a person that they first meet so you Absolutely. can vet a person, right? So I think that that's, that's a practical thing, right, that you should do, right? I think the second part is, like Ryan said, I think as a parent, I got two daughters, right, and a son, right? I think that um, arranged marriages historically were about finances and, and, and moving the family up the economic ladder in certain countries, right? But I think in, in our culture, what you want to do is, to what Ryan said about her parents being married 30 years, I think what we are trying to do as parents is to get in touch with this relational jargon and be able to equip our children so they can make right choices. So um, I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm equipping my daughters to be, you know, independent thinkers and what happens is as they become adults, I'm, a, I'm their advisor. Their mom is their advisor. I'm not there to tell you what to do because we we put you on a path where you learn how to make right choices, mm -hmm. right? But there's nothing wrong with seeking out wise counsel to Derek's point. Like, I think it makes sense. And it's respectable to ask, you know, for someone's hand. I think that's a sign of respect. And I think, you know, those who know you the best will see if it's a good fit or not because yeah. you've been with them the longest. Yes. And yeah. that person on the outside, whether it's a parent or friend or whatever, don't have the emotional attachment. They're looking more with a logical brain. Like, wait, I know you. That's not, no, no, that's not going to yeah. work. And you got to, you have to be strong enough within yourself to say, you know what? Now that I think about it, yeah, they are right. But uh, oh, those emotions get in the way, and you're like, "No, I love him." You don't understand. You don't understand. I love. See, that's the problem with you. We got something special. Mm-hmm. And, so, and it's called dysfunction. Right. I'm curious about my parents. So I've been married before. They let me make that mistake. So the first husband even asked for their their hand. They didn't necessarily say yes. They said it's her decision. And right. they let me make that mistake. But what they let me do also is they let me exit that mistake with dignity. Exactly. They they didn't do the, oh, you, we told you, you know, exactly. that not that neck roll. And my mom's she's a perfectionist with it, too. So <laughs> they let me make that mistake, but they did not make me feel bad about making that mistake. So that also showed growth in my parents. So when I came back to them again with another person, mm -hmm. they were kind of skeptical, but they let it play out. And then they got to know him. And then they're like, no, this is, that's the person. Yeah. That's right. Oh, the man. That's right. This is awesome, guys. This has yeah, been. So We're going to wrap this up and put it in a pretty bow. <laughs> we used to be able to stay up late like this. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a Zoom until t 10 o'clock tomorrow. So, <laughs> I can go on for days and days and days because, you know, this right here, people need this, guys. This, this is something yeah. that people need, even if they are in a marriage, they need it. So yeah. We're going to do it again. Advocate. I, I mean, it is what it is, but it gives you a different perspective for everybody. 
You know, yeah. challenge the stuff that you were taught. If you need to get rid of it, get rid of it. If it's not serving you, get rid of it. And sometimes it is by trial and error at the end of the day. I'm the trial and error king, man. Everybody <laughs> Give yourself grace. Love on you guys. Give yourself grace. Well, okay. yep. Derek, I might have a few uh, friends that might have some other topics that might you might want to uh, have shows about. So if I'll get with you. Let me know. I'm game for anything. Yeah, connect you so you can have, you know, they can do that thing. So, because um, I want, you know, at the end of the day, the the spirit of this show, even though it's, you know, I'm doing the, the whole podcast, the spirit of this is is to let regular people see regular people going through regular things and letting them see that it's not just them. Yeah. We are, a lot of us have a lot of similar stories and people just don't even, they're not aware and they feel like they're going through it by themselves and they keep, going through the dysfunctional hamster wheel. And it's like, no, 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 look, there's somebody that went through it and this is how they got out. And this is what, that's why I wanted to talk to the comments today. Cause people, the people in the comments, you know, sometimes they'll look at the screen and they'd be like, okay, these are the professionals and they know what they're talking about. No, we messed up too. <laughs> we messed up too. That's how we, that's how we're able to coach and teach. <laughs> oh yeah. I learned a whole lot. I can write about 10. <laughs> so if, if, I mean, not that I, it, this isn't Zoom, so it's not like I can have 50 people on the screen, but I can do five. Yeah. Five plus me. So if you know a couple of people that is not too, you know, off the, well, I won't say off the chain because Tongue is here, but <laughs> I'm just saying like, you know, they, they respectable. We, we, can, we can throw some folks up here. If they have some opinions they want to share on the topic, we can do that. Yeah. yeah. No I can you whoever I, I got and, and go work it out. Yeah. Let me know. Let me know. So we're gonna wrap this up, guys. Thank you, everybody. Ryan, thank you for jumping in at the at the at the bewitching hour. We appreciate <laughs> you, Tanya, Jermaine. We're gonna do this again. We oh, may uh, it's almost a weekend. I know y'all probably got some parties to go. Wait, no, you don't. But <laughs> <laughs> we, may go, we may throw a part three in next week, you know. This is the party. Yeah. Right. This is the party, right? So we may we we'll figure I'll talk to you guys in uh in in um We'll find another day next week. I'll let y'all enjoy y'all weekend chilling at happy hour, whatever in the basement or whatever you're doing. But, you know, I appreciate you guys. Thank um, you. Michelle says great show with, you know, whoever's still hanging in here with us. <laughs> still um, we got a good group. Yeah, we got it. We had a good group. I appreciate you guys. And we'll do it again. I'll reach out to you. Um, and we might have to bring Ryan back again. Okay. So, we'll, you know, we, we making friends now. So let's, let's, uh, let's do this again and we'll talk about it next week. Thank you, everybody. And we're going to close it out. Peace. Have a good night. Thank you for listening. And if no one's told you today, I appreciate you. Head on over to www.relationshipgumbo.net to get all of your life coaching, apparel, and other relationship-related goodies. Until next time, have a great day.